Welcome to the Dribble Podcast, your weekly fix of all things Perth Wildcats and Aussie basketball. Presented by Perth Now. Hello and welcome to the Dribble Podcast, the place to come for your inside word on the Perth Wildcats. And today we're fortunate enough to have one of the league's MVP favourites to help us lift the lid on all things Cats. My name's Chris Robinson from Perth Now in the West. And joining me every week, three-time NBL champion, a man who's closing in on a comeback from a calf injury, Mr. Greg Hire. Greg, welcome, and how's the calf tracking? Yeah, fantastic. It's uh, I thought I was a bit taken aback. You said a uh, MVP favourite, and it definitely wasn't me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, look, it's uh, I need to get back sooner or later because uh, I'm about to have a heart attack with what's been happening on the road uh, and, and our comebacks, as you may say. So, mm-hmm. train for the first time today. Uh, hopefully, pulls up well tomorrow and, uh, and be back for Friday. So. Uh, we'll see, but early signs, it's, uh, it's all positive for me. Fantastic. Is it easier to watch on the bench or watching on TV at home? Because you had both last weekend. Yeah, what was easy to take? Uh, definitely at home because I can just sort of walk off and, uh, when, you know, you're a bit upset. Um, you know, looking at the, the, the first half, you can sort of, your son's giving me a bit of a laugh, you know. I, well, I'm not yelling at my wife, but sort of am yelling because I'm yep. in frustration. Whereas uh, against Melbourne, you want to be out there. You're, uh, you want to be... Um, I'll tell you what, it's one of the most frustrating things to be at home and not being able to play. One, it's boring because there is so much lead into the game. So mm-hmm. you literally have to sit there watching guys get ready. You're getting pumped up, but you can't really do much. Uh, built up energy. Um, and then obviously when you, know, uh, you want to help out the guys. So it's a lot of fun when the guys are coming back, but I can say it's, uh, it's a lot easier playing, that's for sure. Well, fingers crossed you'll be back out there next week. As I mentioned, one of the MVP candidates this season, JP Tokido, averaging 17 points, six rebounds and two steals per game. JP, thanks so much for coming to the podcast and welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, congratulations on a fine debut NBL season to this point. You first and foremost look like you're really enjoying your basketball out there. How much of how how nicely have you settled into this club, Australia, this league, and, and taking on this challenge? Um, I mean, it's been pretty easy for me. I mean, I have a great group of guys that support me every day in practice and the games, and I mean off the court as well. We, uh, I think that's that's what I pay tribute to me feeling so comfortable even getting here in the first week and actually practicing with the guys I was just I just fit right in because everybody was just so welcoming and uh it wasn't just one of those you know first week things you know make them feel good and get them comfortable it's been like that the whole year and uh I mean it's it's made it easy like I said for me transitioning from playing overseas and then coming over here (laughs) yeah so um, I love it though I mean playing in the NBL I, I didn't hear much about the NBL until you know, I committed to the Wildcats, but um, I mean, the league is is tremendously competitive. Um, you know, there's only eight teams, but I mean, I think that's part of why it's so competitive because you keep playing each other so much and you get used to yep. set plays, players, the way you know tendencies of of a certain player, your guard, what three or four games during the season. So um, I, I love it, though. I mean, fast pace, um, the physicality of it. It's all great. Yeah. You, you talk about that competitiveness. I think a lot of the fans have enjoyed the fact that you're very likable. Well, you're likable on the court as well as off the court. But off the court, you're very likable. On the court, you do seem to have a bit of a white line fever. You can get a bit fired up out there. Have you have you always been like that? How much do you sort of relish yeah, having that at like you? Um, I've always been known as a, a defensive player. So as a defensive guy, you have to be able to, you know, take a little adversity and run with it and, and be a 
you know, for lack of a better word, a hard ass. Um, yep. And I've always played basketball against older guys, people that were better than me. I always, you know, you have to develop some type of edge against competition. And for me, it's it's playing with just fire, whether it's, you know, chatting it up with a, with an opposing player or, um, you know, getting in their heads, you know, messing with them a little bit or just, you know, like actually physically getting into a guy and stealing the ball from him or getting deflections or anything like that that just disrupts the other team. Um, I, I mean, I, I personally, I, I, I love it. I mean, before a game, um, look, look down the roster and I, and I pick out which guys I'm going to go after. <laughs> and, yeah, with, uh, with a bit of chat, you mean? Uh, with a bit of chat, uh, whether it's getting into them defensively, it yep. doesn't matter what. It could be a big, it could be a guard, it could be the coach on the bench. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter to me, but yeah, you're going to know I'm out there on the court and you're going to feel the Wildcats. So, do you, Sorry, do you actually scout sort of guys or do you just pick guys at random? How do you sort of decide uh, who you're going to target? More of, it's more of a random thing for okay. me. I'll, we, our, our coach just give us a, a scouting report yeah. and while I'm reading each one I'll, I'll remember a guy like okay so he might be it might be him tonight and every game is different whether we play a back-to-back um, it might be someone that that I knew I could get into into their heads yep. easily in the last game so I'm gonna try it again the next game just okay. you know a little psychological fantastic yeah. it's obvious that with uh, JP's competitive fine we love it but we also talk about if, if those don't know he was a, he was a well, I'm a Tar Heels fan just because of the Michael mm-hmm. Jordan days. Yep. But JP, yep. what's um, I mean your highlights from in college? We, we've obviously seen that emotion. Who were some of the guys you sort of look looked forward to playing in sort of your college days, and that transpired to obviously being selected in the NBA? Um, are you asking like yeah in college I mean obviously the ACC is, is tough yeah, obviously I know yeah. Bryce was giving smack about Providence even though he <laughs> yeah. lost against you guys was, was trying to hype yeah, it up a little bit but yeah. who were some of the rivalries you sort of went at in, in college days um, well I'm going to start off with the obvious one definitely Duke yep. um, I love playing against Duke especially in Cameron it's just a, it's a smaller setting about seven, 8,000 yep. compared to um, uh, Keen, uh, no, I'm sorry, Keenan's football stadium. The Dean Smith yeah. Center where we played, which was like 16, 17. Yep, yep. Um, it's up close and personal. You know, it's kind of a hostile crowd. You know, one of the best rivalries in the world, um, definitely in basketball. Uh, that's definitely one I look I looked forward to uh, early in the season and late in the season as well. Um, one I would like to highlight is uh, Michigan State, my sophomore year of yep. college. Uh, we were ranked 25th in the nation, and, and they were number one. They had Adrian Payne, uh, Gary Harris, uh, Keith Appling. I mean, the list goes on, but um, they were number one in the country. We went in and with, with the mindset that we were going to tear them apart. And, I mean, we came out with a tough W, but that was definitely a highlight of my, of my uh, season sophomore year. Um, another team would be probably Louisville just because of how hard they play. Yeah, Patino. Press. Yeah, Patino was a great coach. Um, great players, but I mean, they just got after it, and I mean, I mean, the list goes. On. I could talk. Sure. I could talk all day about it. Yeah, you know, if correct me if I'm wrong, you played on a battleship, if that's correct. Uh, no, no, no so that, that was, was that was actually my senior year of high okay. school. They, yep. yep, they they played on the battleship though. That's and, absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. How how does the noise compare to when you're playing inside the Dean Dome or at Cameron playing? How does the noise compare to what we have at Perth Arena and and some other NBL arenas? It's a lot similar, especially in Perth. We have you know 13 mm-hmm. plus um, that come to our game. So um, I mean, it gets rocking when we when we get the momentum going. You know, have a few plays back to back or something like that. Crowd gets into it um, at, at 
Carolina, our, our crowd was just nonstop, just at it. <laughs> and, I mean, I love that. I mean, even when we go on the road, uh, I remember we played in Melbourne, and, I mean, they had that place rocking for a little bit until – we started uh, giving <laughs> yeah, it to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, that, that always helps to quieten <laughs> yeah, uh, the, yeah, the yeah. opposition fans. But no, I, I do. I, I take I take playing on the road pretty serious. I love it. I love silencing a crowd or getting even getting them riled up. You know, just mm-hmm. talking a little smack maybe or yeah, um, just beating up on their home team. Um, I love it. So, but I mean, playing at home is, is uh, also special. Yeah. Well, uh, a crowd that you were able to silence on the weekend uh, eventually was up in Brisbane, <laughs> where you guys that got took a, a little while, but <laughs> a one point win at the death. And Thanks to uh, thanks to Bryce Cotton, yeah. following up, of course, from the the loss to Melbourne on the Friday night. Tell us about the comeback win in Brisbane. What what did you see as one of the main factors in you guys turning it around after you were down fifteen at the half? And also, what was the what was the message like in the locker room from the coach and also from other guys who who stood up? What were the sort of messages like? Uh, I mean, the main message was from coach was. Like you just gotta go out there and play your ass off. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was, it's pretty evident. We were down twenty-one at some point yep. in the second quarter, and I mean, I looked up at the scoreboard and I was like, okay, this is <laughs> just a little out of hand. And personally, you kind of reflect on on halftime. You reflect on what you've done so far, and which things that you would like to change in the in, in the second half. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody did that. And we talk about it. We talk about how we want to come out, do this, do this, do that. But, like, we, we wait, and uh, when we actually do those things and, and make it consistent, we, we are scary. We are scary. I haven't been on too many teams that were down 15-plus, uh, 15, 15 let alone 20-plus, and have just battled back. I mean, it mm, took on the, the whole road. second half. Yep. But, yep. I mean, we were, we were right there. And, I mean, it was right away. It was as soon as that ball came in, second half, Damo was on the ball. Bryce was up the lane. I was up the lane. Waxy was on the boards. Gus was on the boards. Our bench guys came off and gave it their all. Dexter came off the bench with big minutes. I mean, it was, it was literally a group effort, and it was. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, at, at one point in the at the, towards the end of the third quarter, I did, I wasn't even looking at the scoreboard. It was just we were just playing. We were just mm-hmm. having fun, just moving the ball, getting stops, being disruptive. Maybe talking a little smack. <laughs> it was, I mean, but that's how. I mean, and Coach touched on it um, in one of our film sessions just today and, and, and yesterday as well. Like that's how we have to play quarters one, two, three, and four, mm-hmm. not just quarter yep. four, end of third quarter, or when we're down twenty, we're like, okay, guys, we gotta do something. Yeah, it should be right out the gate. It's zero zero. Balls tipped. We get the first tip. All right, what are we? What are we executing? What are we doing? And like. I'm pretty sure, like, guys have, you know, been in those types of positions before where you say this, say this, say that, and, it, you know, you don't execute, but then you reflect on it. And we've been there numerous times this season. So now it's about, like, we've seen these games. We had the Melbourne game where we lost by one possession, basically. And it was that whole third quarter that we gave away. And then the fourth quarter we spent trying to battle back, and we did, but it was just too late. Almost the same case in Brisbane back-to-back games now we have to change something coming into Sydney mm. who we've beat twice already they're going to be hungry I mean they're pretty much out of the playoff spot for the running but they're still they still have games to play and for, like right now I think they're playing for a, you know their pride and that's I mean that's a scary thing to have a team doing when they're coming in and and we've lost uh what is it three out of four home games yep. last home game so um 
Sydney Kings is not is not a team to take lightly, uh, especially with the talent they have. Um, it's, it could be scary, so you got to come with it out the gate. And I, I mean, we know that. We know that it's just about making it consistent. Yeah, um, Greg, tell us about Jared Kenny. We um, mm. we saw you you tweeted congratulating him on a fine game. I think you mentioned also the fact that he might have been <laughs> almost playing Point for Brisbane yep. in the first yeah. half with a couple of the plays <laughs> that he made. But he was imperative in yeah. sort of rallying you guys, and and also was on the Friday night as well yeah. um, against Melbourne. Tell us about how you saw him in the second halves of both of those games. Yeah, I think it's more so. It's the the more frustrating thing I've seen. Obviously, sitting out is capabilities that each guy has and um, you know what JP or Bryce or any most of these guys they always bring a consistent effort that's why I love playing with JP is because um, his effort levels are exceptional mm-hmm. you know and his heart is in the right place and um, you can't fault that and on you know on training from every single day of the week JP uh, JK has to go against Damo and so they go against each other and JK um, you know that's a tough match a matchup to have every single day and he plays one, he plays aggressive, he plays free, and he plays, um, you know, within the style or the system and, and does exceptionally well. Um, but what is a tale of two signs is, you know, say against Melbourne, he came in, wasn't hesitant, just came in and, and just was assertive straight from the get-go. In Brisbane, that was the frustrating thing. First half, you see him have two or three turnovers, pass up some open looks. Yeah. Um, and from a player, obviously I've seen that a bit more because you can sort of look back. When you're in the moment, you don't really see what's other guys going on. You're only worrying really about yourself mm-hmm. and trying to how you can yep. impact the game. Um, so when I was watching, I just thought, look, there's some clean looks. And that's what happened in the third quarter. It sort of was like, we're down 21. Um, screw it. I'm just going to, if I make a mistake, I make a mistake. But, um, you know, I'm going to play free. And that's why he's... Uh, has played nationally for New Zealand and why we brought him in in the first place is because he can play aggressive and he has one of the one uh, guys in our team or not everyone he can create with the ball and create opportunities for himself and others Um, and so we want to use that as our strength and that's what I thought he did fantastically well was able to go in our sets, you know, pick and pop, pick and rolls, and then obviously hit a couple of threes, which is nice. But what I would love for him to do is to go next game, like, you know, even if he comes in and he's got a a look straight away, is to to fire it up. Because um, when I think guys are playing aggressive instead of assertive, we are so much more Mm -hmm. tougher. Uh, Because you know the guys, and I've I've touched on it before, um, our bench guys can provide a significant impact in the game um, by being aggressive. and I always find it funny, years ago when I first started, and most probably Martin Canlini was he mentored me at that time, and he sort of said to me, when you get in the game, just have a shot. Um, you know, what's your mindset? I said, oh, I don't want to make a mistake, they want to make a turnover. And he said, well, that's fine. Um, but if you make a shot, the coach is going to keep you in the game, more than likely, because you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't do anything and you don't create a turnover, you don't do anything, you're going to be taken off. Um, and so by that, obviously, you don't want to be selfish and just fire up at will. You've got to be aggressive and have that mindset. And I think for, for us, JK is that much more better when he's potent and aggressive. Yeah, and we saw that with Dexter a little for bit sure. um, in that Brisbane game as well. JP, we asked Bryce Cotton yesterday about what he said, what he yelled out after he hit the game winner. You you weren't He was sort of lost in the moment and, and can't really remember. Yeah. It looked like when you're sort of reading lips, it looked like he said, what's up, a couple of times. Yeah. Were, you, were you anywhere near that? Did, can you sort of gauge what he was yelling out or was he? Just I rambling, just, or no? I was just kind of focused on the last uh, 
point what seven seconds of the game i, I wasn't really listening to what he was saying yeah yeah that that's <laughs> good i'm glad you were focused on that because there were a couple of guys who just automatically went straight for the celebration well, i and think then, the yeah. reactions were amazing we looked yeah. we watched it uh the next day or when they came in uh when they came back like we watched demo he gave like an old man celebration yeah, he just sort of kept up, hitting but, him yeah but yeah. no dc sort of oh, kept dc hitting, you kept, kept hitting him, him. yeah Damo yeah. gave a fist of fury in the air <laughs> dex's one is the most the best reaction he yeah. was like i don't know what's happening should i celebrate do I not like do that count um, but it's always you love that sort of stuff yeah more so what I love is like if you can find a, a face in the crowd um, of complete like oh, the fan lost. who's just yeah, going from 100% to 0% like, yeah. yeah so it's always good yeah that's that's tough um, JP can I ask you about just your Australian experience overall what you, you hadn't been here before. What surprised you? Has anything sort of really surprised you about Australia, about the culture here? Has anything sort of taken you that you just completely weren't expecting? Uh, just uh, how similar it is to the United States, really. Okay. Um, I didn't come here thinking that there were going to be kangaroos all over the place and you know, that kind of stuff. There but. was one hopping over the Sydney Harbour Bridge the other day. I don't know if you oh, saw really? that story like, legitimately. <laughs> and then everyone was thinking, oh, everyone's going to think that in the US <laughs> that it actually <laughs> happens when they see this story. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I didn't see that. But uh, um, no, I mean, I was, the only thing I was really surprised by was how, because I, I mean, I live in Scarborough. Yep. Um, and how similar it is to California for me. I lived in San Diego uh, for about three months, um, a, a couple years back. Mm-hmm. But, um, I seriously just get the same feel. When I was in Cali, I get the same thing here in WA. It's, uh, I mean, it's beautiful. And the weather's nice. I know I came in the right time of the year, but <laughs> um, it's just beautiful. And then, you know, get over to Sydney and Melbourne, and those remind me of just, like, New York. It's uh, you know, real city, big city feel. Um, but, I mean, it wasn't crazy. Like, I, I just, I mean, just really surprised like that about, how different it was. I didn't come thinking that it was just like all desert and kangaroos everywhere and just super hot. I mean, the weather's been beautiful. Um, the cities have been amazing. Even Perth City, everybody talks about, uh, you know, Perth City and all that. And to me, I love it. <laughs> so, um, you know, my experience overall so far has just been wonderful. What is the one thing you miss is the food? I mean, we see uh, with the Pop-Tarts, the training <laughs> now, we've got all these donuts, like... Donuts uh, and Pop-Tarts, I found an American store in yeah. 50 states that uh, <laughs> yeah. has been taking care of me, so... Is, is this before training or after yeah, training? No, is this uh, like... no, this is uh, off day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, if it, whatever he's eating is working, so yeah, yes. you, you, yes. you're not criticising at all. Yeah, yeah, if so. that's giving you the energy to bounce up on the uh, defending the yeah. inbounds pass, then I'm sure the fans will yeah, take yeah, it. Greg, sure. Greg, can you spill any dirt about JP? Seems pretty squeaky clean from the outside. Is there anything? Has he got some annoying Mate, habits? I, I, is he, I, I how wish, is he blended into this group? I know I wish. Is, you know, like... There's been a couple of times when we've had previous imports, James Ennis, like I could much sure blackmail him and he's, he's yep. earned millions of dollars, but mm-hmm. he has been... He's fit into the group... Um, to be honest, and I mean, not just because he's here, it's actually been, and I would say it's been the most refreshing year that we've had because um, generally when you get imports or Americans or whatever it may be, um, you know, you'll have, not groups, it's not, but there is, you, there's, you know, you'll have your imports sort of hang out with each other. and Yeah, there's clicks. Yeah, sort of yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this has been, in terms of a group and bonding, it's the best I've ever been a part of. And I think uh, JP and DC have been paramount in bridging that because, um, 
it's, they're so engaging. Like we have, we always have inside jokes. Um, there's plenty of banter. We get upstairs. No one's like, you know, generally guys, because guys miss obviously home and family. They're always on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, no, they're engaging and we're, and we're able to, one more so, we're able to give each other crap. And that is huge because a little bit of humility in each other's guys' lives, but no one's on a pedestal and, um, Arguably, JP has put on one of the better um, seasons to date. So you could mm. say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm all that. But he's been, um, I guess, one of the more humble guys we've had at the club for some time. And that's from a off-the-court thing. Uh, and to, to what it happens on, on, on court, it's uh, it's sensational for us. Um, and it's good because, you know what, every single day you want to rock up to training knowing that, yeah, you hang out with, with your boys and that's always nice, especially us older guys, um, to, to be able to engage with these younger guys now, it's uh, it's always good. Yeah, and immersing yourself in the culture. Cricket is a big part of Australian <laughs> culture at this time of year. Yeah. Greg and I spoke uh, just before Christmas about your efforts and DC's efforts uh, in Illawarra Bryce. and Bryce <laughs> on the beach over there. It didn't Bryce sound good. No. <laughs> <laughs> we, we saw a bit of vision and it didn't look good. Yeah. However, we've seen some vision of you up at was it Mullaloo Beach a few weeks ago yeah. you were bowling yeah. it's yeah. not a bad bowling action because bowling is something that's so foreign to someone who right, grows up playing you know a bit of baseball or whatever you've got to keep your arms straight yeah. your bowling action wasn't that bad it's multi-dimensional he plays soccer if you've seen him on Instagram you can always see him there I'm surprised the glory haven't hit him up yet but yeah he plays yeah. Pl- a plethora of sports that's for sure mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it's uh I've watched quite a bit of cricket now just okay. because we have it uh, upstairs, upstairs okay. after practices and stuff so um, I ended up jumping in with the kids. Uh, with the kids, uh, me and Clint went for a promo, and uh, we saw them playing cricket. So we were like, "Hey, let's you know go mingle with them, go see if we can play." And uh, one of the kids was like, "Hey, uh, do you want to pitch <laughs> or do you want to you want bowl?" bowl? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Clint was up batting, and uh, he was just smacking the ball everywhere. So, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I had a, I had a few good ones in there. Uh, I thought I got Clint out because he kept swinging and missed it, but. Supposedly, you gotta hit the wickets. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. Still working on that. But, on the uh, rules. <laughs> was that important. tough for Clint though? Because I imagine Clint's grown up playing a little bit of cricket. Yeah, if I he can't, so. if he can't put you away, who, oh yeah. He's put, or he's just putting the kids away. Yeah. He's just happy with that. Yeah, yeah. He's putting the kids away. So uh, <laughs> I had my, my my turn at bat as well, and I kind of redeemed myself from the last time I was up at bat, and I uh, when he let go, let go of the uh, <laughs> let go of the bat, and uh, almost killed Bryce. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, Sport decapitated his yeah. legs or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Like you guys are a, a team and, and you're all as important as each other but if you're going to take out one player on the team yeah. maybe try well, and leave Bryce alone yeah. and, and it was everyone moment was like oh no this is that <laughs> definitely saw slow motion yeah. <laughs> um, Bryce as well this week JP talked about his family watching from, from home in the States watching that game winner as far as your family and your friends go have they been sort of keeping tabs on you out here do they have plans oh, yeah. to come and visit you out here what's that been um, like yeah my family is really big on my career so you know they're watching the games they're on instagram keeping up with the posts mm-hmm. and everything and um i mean i talk to them every day if it's not facetime it's just texting um but yeah i mean as far as plans to come out um i have three little siblings and uh both my parents work jobs so it's kind of it's kind of hard for them scheduling wise to get out here just because it is a full day of travel mm-hmm. oh and, yeah yeah and then being out here you're not going to want to leave so <laughs> uh might be a little tough for them to get out this season but uh you know, you never know in the future what what could happen. So, yeah. And my mom's real big on travel. She may still come out, still working on okay. it. So, m- maybe end of Jan, end of this month, we'll see. Um, but 
Yeah, as far as a uh, whole family, nah. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, Might be a little tough. As, as far as this weekend goes, as mentioned, you've got Sydney twice here on Friday night and then over there on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, they're at the bottom of the ladder, but they are on the way back up with Kevin Lish back, who's right. uh, obviously a, a former MVP in this league. What have you made of them? And have you looked down at your target list and decided who to target <laughs> for this one yet or, or not? Um, no, Sydney Kings, I mean, the last two times we've played them, it, they haven't been blowout games. Mm, they've been yep. close games. And they're a tough team, like I said. They're talented. Um, they have pieces that, that they can put together. Um whether it's consistently or not, they still have those pieces that can score, that can get stops. Um, and they have the leadership and, uh, and, and a good point guards. Well, two, two good point guards. Yeah, now. yeah. So um, I remember playing against Lish, uh, what was it, uh, um, preseason? Yep, yep. So uh, I know a little bit about his game already. Um, he is going to be a big factor for them, mm. but um, he is just coming back. So, uh, you know, our pace will be something that he's going to have to keep up with. And, um, as far as the other guys as well on their team, uh, you know, losing Tyler, who was a big centerpiece for them, um, they're going to have to fill up that middle, and whether that's in the post, whether that's defensively, we still have our pieces that we're going to go to. Mm, yeah. we'll, we'll see how they adjust to that. Um, but like I said, I mean, at, at, in this league, I feel like at, at any, any matchup, any point in time, a team could – you know, go after another team. It doesn't matter if they're at the bottom of the ladder or the top of the ladder. Um, and we've seen that this season with different different matchups. So this is just another game for us that we have to go out and, and execute and dominate. And uh, it doesn't matter if it's the Sydney Kings. It doesn't matter if it's Melbourne United is at the top right now. Um, we're going to play our, play our butts off and play to the game plan each night. Should be a couple of entertaining matchups, that's for sure. We'll get into a couple of the Twitter questions before we start mm-hmm. to wrap things up. This one for you, Greg, from Shane Vucic. It's going to be tough. Who is better, Bryce Cotton or James Ennis? Oh, and uh, it's not tough at all. I'd say Bryce. Um, even though I matched up on James every single day, I think just because one, I think, or I think James was ahead of his time in terms of the league. Yep. I think obviously, I think the league has definitely improved across mm-hmm. the board That's from, from yep. that three-man position. Um, you know, uh, he dominated that league. Absolutely no doubt about that. But um, yeah, I, I've seen Bryce put in consistent base, you know, performances for two years, um, and being sort of targeted. Um, it, it's tougher, you know, in terms of his his body and stuff like that. But I'm uh, sorry, it's not, a, and no disrespect to James. I, obviously, yeah, not saying it's an easy answer, but I'd say yeah, just I think because the league has sort of mm-hmm. has strengthened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got three imports now as well. So from a from that standpoint, I'd say Bryce. Um, but yeah. Yeah, great to see James Ennis uh, on ESPN Doing yesterday, really well, yep. scoring 13 points, a couple no. of steals, a couple of blocks, yep. um, playing for Memphis. Uh, JP, this one's from Adam Westerhouse. Adam Westerhout, I should say. Sorry about that. Can you see yourself playing more than one season in the NBL? What are your basketball plans post this season? Definitely. Yeah? Um, I've had such a great experience with the Perth Wildcats that I would have no trouble coming back if the opportunity presented itself yep. again, um, whether that's next season, whether it's down the road. Um, I mean, this organization is just top notch, and like I said, it's. I would like as far as organization wise and just fam, like making you feel wanted and like you belong. I put them right up there with the NBA teams. Um, yeah, I've, I've you know I've been around three separate organizations, and like those. I mean, they've been outstanding. But like I said, I put the Perth Wildcats right up there with them. Um, 
as far as my plans after this, uh, I have a few options. I have an offer from a Spanish team um, to finish out playoffs over there for a couple months, okay. which I might might go over there to do just to have the experience. I mean, it's Spain. So yep. it's, yeah. it's not a bad destination. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then um, probably we'll do NBA Summer League this summer uh, if the opportunity presents itself. And then it's kind of up in the air after that. It's, it's all about you know camp deals or how well I play in Summer League and whether I can pick up something there. Yep. And uh, if not, roll over into the next season and see, see what. It's all about opportunities and what presents itself. But yeah. I'm prepared for whatever it is. That's great. Well, I'm sure Wildcats fans would be <laughs> happy to hear that. Do you sort of <laughs> do you sort of look at guys like James Ennis and uh, Tory Craig played in this league for a couple of years? Is now out there playing for Denver? Definitely. Do you sort of look at those guys and take a lot of heart from the fact that if you can perform in this league, yeah. there's still a, a real chance. Well, of going over a guy like Terrence Ferguson, who yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, there's, there's a multitude of guys who've been through this league mm. and who are either making an impact or you know, building up to make an impact in the NBA and yep. um I have the you know, I have the confidence to think that I can be the next guy that coming out of the NBL sure. that can do that. Um and if it's not this season, maybe another season after that. But um like I said, it's all about the opportunities that present itself. If it's the NBA I'm gonna take it. If it's the NBL, I'll come back. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of the NBA, I've got to ask about the Clippers-Rockets game from yesterday. I'm sure you're across yeah. this for the people who don't know. <laughs> there was all sorts of spice in this one. Chris Paul going back to play against his old organization. There was a It got pretty chippy out on the floor. And then afterwards mm-hmm. was when things started really fun. getting in- yeah. interesting with uh, Chris Paul, Trevor Reason, James Harden taking a secret back tunnel to the Clippers change room, trying to continue <laughs> on allegedly with Blake Griffin and Austin Rivers. Yeah. Now, JP, you played with Bryce Johnson uh-huh. at North Carolina. I think he's on the Clippers roster. He might be bouncing between the G League. Do you keep in touch with him? Do you have any sort yeah, of insight into uh, what happened in that no, locker room? No insight so far. I haven't okay. done my digging just yet. Okay. <laughs> keep us posted. Yeah, yeah, definitely can had, keep you posted. Have you ever been in a situation where things have sort of threatened Escalated. to really spill oh, yeah. over many after times, the game? Many <laughs> <laughs> and, and that comes with the trash talk. You, gotta be, you have to be prepared I mean, for that's that. what happened. Blake yeah. Griffin looked down the list and thought, you know, this is who I want to talk smack yeah, to and that's he, what he happened. Figured, I mean, figured going after Chris Paul was a safe bet. Yeah. yeah. yeah nah. I mean, it, it's, I find it comical, you know, like of all that and, and all that, but Chris Paul was as the president of the player association, um, you know, like I, if I saw our player association president like opening up our door, yeah. and what even so is Clint Capella opening the door to as, as a the decoy as at a the front door. Well, I respect yeah. that. I mean, yeah. Chris Paul knows the ins and outs of the stadium, but like, hey, <laughs> let us know. Knock on the door, knock twice, and then we're going to bounce him. So, uh, who, who would you guys send as the decoy guy if you were sneaking into the opposition? Reece, yeah. Reece, <laughs> Reece, yeah, because he's. Because they would be stunned, like, what are you doing here? Like, and then obviously, you go, and like, obviously, you just following like Angus and DC, they go ahead, and then we sort of like start yelling, but yeah, no, like Reese, because they'd be like, uh, what's going on here? So, you guys, uh, have any towels? Yeah, 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 yeah I imagine yeah. he'd be quite polite. Yeah, no, it's um, it is, it's it's surreal. I mean, I was looking up all last night, and Blake Griffin's media yeah, conference yeah, it was pretty fantastic, wasn't it? Too, and then Twitter yeah. banter and all that sort of stuff. I mean. I'm not sure what's going to happen. There's no, there's obviously going to be yelling and shouting, but no hands are thrown because 
their hands cost a lot of money. I mean, yeah. if you're not yes. able to shoot, you're not able to play. Yes, so I reckon they really didn't go back there to have a fight. I think yeah. they were just going back there to uh, recruit DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> so you uh, yeah. requesting a exactly. trade to Houston now. Exactly. <laughs> they just wanted to talk to DeAndre yeah. Jordan. I, I think everyone wants to see a playoff series between those two oh, teams oh, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Greg, when you guys had the Valentine's Day oh, 2014 yeah. with Adelaide, the yeah. push and the shove, um, was there anything that carried on nah, there after that? Been, it's actually one of the more amusing stories I've ever had was Johnny Flynn was actually playing for then Melbourne Tigers yep. and um, he, we were absolutely smashing him they were having a bad year and when we when Johnny Flynn was signed to the league I was like oh this is awesome former, former fourth, very yeah, high draft fourth, pick for Minnesota pick. yeah um, and yeah so he Damo was just running all over him obviously physicality of the league mm-hmm. rested in his favour and something sort of, you know, game was done and dusted and he sort of exchanged a few words with a few of us and sort of was like, all right, we're going to meet in the car park. We're, gonna, <laughs> we're doing this. And I was like, we're not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest. Like, um, And he kept going back and forward and then I was like... If he really is in the car park, like, well, like, what are we going to do? Like, yeah. are we thrown down or like, you know? So it was like a bit, and obviously he, he wasn't. But that was the more. I mean, from a basketball standpoint, you always laugh. Like, I mean, and you've got to be, you've got to, you know, be tough and all sort of show that. But like, once the game sort of ends, like everybody shakes hands. Yeah, everybody's yes. yeah, and um, yeah. yeah, and and it's funny. Even like when you see some guys that are like, you know, best mates on off the court, like they played against each other. Um, you know, say it'd be like Kevlish like going at Damo and then like going, let's do this after the, the game because like, no, there's no way that no, more life we're going to have They're just catching up for coffee, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's always, it's always fake hustle, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, crystal ball time as nah. we wrap up. Last week, Greg, your great yeah, streak of predicting nah, things nah, came to nah, a bit nah. of an end. You called nah. for a, a couple of double-doubles and they didn't quite get up. Yep. Um, I called for Sydney to really go at Adelaide and they almost should have closed that game out. Yep. I, uh, I thought. Um, this week, I'm going to put the heat on Wilbar, the Wildcats mascot, <laughs> who, for anyone who is at the game on Friday night, sort of foreshadowed the, a bit of a scrappy game from you guys. Uh, he was in the rafters. He got yeah. introduced. The spotlight went on him. And then for whatever reason, he couldn't make his normal uh, sort of diving really? entrance. Yeah, there was a bit of a, a technicality. There was some to, sort of a, error. A banner was supposed I think to he through? had a banner that might have been part of the complication. Stuff. I don't know. But we were sort of looking up in the ceiling. <laughs> Yeah. He was sort of there and then eventually gave the signal, no, nah, nah. guys, this isn't going to happen. So he didn't end up doing it. Yeah. I'm predicting that he's going to bounce back with some oh, sort of authority massive. on Friday I'm night and, and just iron out the kinks. So yeah. keep your eyes to the uh, the skies at like Perth Arena. Harley Davidson. It, it could be Maybe something he's special. on top of the blimp. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, might be a little bit, might be a little bit too yeah. heavy for the blimp. Um, JP, do you have a crystal ball? Any sort of prediction that you think anything that might happen in the next week or so? So I'm just gonna go with the safe one and say two and zero. Oh yeah, the love it. Two yeah. and zero, oh. like I'm it. Gonna, yeah. Simple. Yeah. Simple. Put in the heat on the guys. Yeah. Two important wins. With like you. it. I'll, uh, uh, I'll go Friday night. I reckon someone in our team will drop five threes. Haven't we? Uh, haven't had a shooting display as yet. So uh, okay. I'm, I'm I'm feeling it. Just uh, defensively, Sydney like a zone, um, and I'm liking what I've seen at training so far. So. Few open looks. Yeah, five threes from one individual. Maybe me. 
Who knows? You never know. Yeah, never know. <laughs> Hope so. Be nice. Could be Gus. <laughs> Stepping well, up. Could yeah, be Gus from long range. He, he just hits the one. first one yeah. and then just Gus gets going from there. Won't. There's no chance of that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep an eye out for that. That's all the time we have. JP, thanks so much for coming yes, in. Course, and uh, it's been a pleasure watching you this season and best of luck for the rest of it. Thank you. And Greg, thanks as always. And Appreciate good luck getting back from the car. Thanks, mate. To everyone else, uh, stay tuned into Perth Now and the West for all your sport news. And we'll catch you next time. The Dribble Podcast is brought to you by Perth Now, your home of sporting action from home and abroad.